Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now through December 21st, new customers can get 400 megabit internet for just $30 a month for two full years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile at regular rates. Or get $200 back when you upgrade to gig speed. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular internet rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome in to this week's edition of Victory Thursday. We're going to break down week nine, Lions. Uh, talk a little Let's Go Red Wings. Obviously, we are a Motor City Realist. Uh, I'm your host, Mike, uh, at Zach Mac over here. I always point the wrong way. At Zach Mac over here. Zach, how's it going, man? It is like reversed. Um, yeah, you know. It's good, man. It's good, man. Doing well. Yeah, How you uh, doing? 
good. We we usually, as we're talking about, we usually record on Wednesdays. Pushed her back at night. Zach, you know, Zach. We always talk about Zach being in Tampa. He, he's got that uh, his his new backyard now. Uh, he gets to go see the Lightning uh, play. So you, you you called a game last night. How was that? Yeah, man, it was good. Got to see Connor McDavid, and Leon Drysaddle, and all of their glory up close. That was pretty cool. Oilers beat the Lightning, but uh, I got to see a McDavid goal. Got to see a Drysaddle goal. It's pretty cool, man. There you go. But a lot to be excited about, like I said, this week. Um, and, and I mean, a lot to be excited about this week in general. I, w- I was just thinking Lions, but but this week in general, I think it was like the first time in how many years or months that the Lions, the Wings, all won on the same weekend or, or something like that. Um, overall, a lot to be excited about. I continue to repeat myself, but here, really excited. We'll we'll jump right into to the Lions here. We'll get into the Red Wings and we'll talk some other things, but. Uh, Nothing better than than beating the Green Bay Packers. Zach, I know of all things, uh, we've talked about the hit or miss opportunity to see the Lions on TV. That was your nationally broadcast game, wasn't it? Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why. But, yeah, got got to see the game. Yeah, I'll I'll totally take it. You know, we've talked in the past, not the biggest Rodgers fans. Uh, You and I, I probably despise him a little more. Everything about that game made me think that it was going to hurt that much more because we were going to lose. And then I was really surprised with the last pass uh, that Rogers threw. I was like, Oh God, you know, he's going to plump one in here. It is. And it just like went to nobody. And I was like, wow, what, what, what's going on right now? And the pressure, you know, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, a great game. Uh, Kirby Joseph, you can't say enough about that. The, they, I said, or I mean, they said, I'm sorry. It was the first time two rookies had an interception since I believe it was either 1940 or 1960. Holy, I didn't catch that. Holy! Um, I know I'm about 20 years apart there, one or one or the other. But but either way, that that's how big of a game it was. What was your take uh, on th- this past week's game with the Packers? Um, were the expectations kind of what I was alluding to? You kind of just waiting for that. Epic failure at the end. Uh, I know we don't like to say same old Lions here, but but did it feel that way, or did you did you just kind of have a feeling that you know the way the defense was playing that this was our game to win? Yeah, I remember. Uh, well, I texted you. And I said, "Here we go." You know this. this yeah, I didn't. I, I was like so hesitant to read your message. <laughs> it was either going to be same old Lions or, or we were going to turn the page. But no, I mean, look, last week you 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 picked. A Lions win. I, I picked a Packers win, so here I am eating my words. Luckily, though, I'm glad I'm eating my words. Glad I was wrong about that. Aaron Rodgers looked like Jared Goff. You know, <laughs> I mean, three interceptions, I never would have expected that. Two out of Kirby Joseph, one from Hutchinson, like you said. That that blew my mind. When he threw – even when he threw the second one, I was like – I mean, I, I, I didn't do any research or anything, but I was like, when is the last time the Lions – if ever picked off Rodgers twice. And, and and then we did it a third time. It, it's just not how I expected that game to go at all. And I mean, to hold the Packers to single digit points, bro, I would have never, I just would have never guessed that. So as, as I was watching that game, we've talked about Tom Brady in the past, you know, Tom Brady's one of my fantasy quarterback watching Tom Brady and watching Aaron Rodgers you're still kind of numb to it. You're like, man, these guys are like, when are they going to snap out of it? When they're going to like really hit? And it's like week after week, they're struggling. And granted, Tom Brady got the win late uh, this past week. He just drove right down, did what Tom Brady usually does. But that entire game, he just, the offensive line is horrible. Not to get him too far away from, you know, Detroit here, but, but between those two guys, 
I mean, do you feel like at this point there that one quarterback is like has it worse than the other? And I don't mean by the situation around them, but just like I mean, both of them when they play, they look dejected. I mean, Tom Brady had a little pep in his step, they won, but I mean like I thought Tom Brady was gonna be the one that, you know, this was it. This was all now I'm watching Rodgers play, and granted they had eight people go out, um, you know, a couple people on defense, but a lot of receivers. He doesn't have a lot of receivers. Uh, they made a push to go after Darren Waller at the at the deadline. They made a push to go after um, uh, one other. I, I forget who it was. But um, uh, either way – what's that? No, but, e- but either way, I was, I was really surprised to see be- between those two guys, not Detroit-related – do you feel like there's one quarterback that has like a leg out? I mean, are, are you just saying, yeah, Tom, this is him? Or do you really think like this may be the last of Aaron Rodgers, at least in Green Bay? I think so. In, in I don't know. That's tough because I, I think Tom's in a better situation. Like, obviously, he's, he's with how even how poorly he's played compared to how he normally plays, they're still in the lead in the division at four and five because they're in a crapshoot division Aaron Rodgers is not even close to leading his division probably not close to a wild card either I don't know everyone's record off the top of my head so a little bit tougher situation for Aaron Rodgers plus Tom's got the excuse of the the whole divorce thing weighing on his mind you know I don't know how much that's affecting him or, or what he says he's moved on but you never know I don't know how many excuses Aaron Rodgers has and he handles this so poorly every week where he's just blaming <laughs> everyone except himself. That's what know? makes it that much better. I know. And it's a thing, like, I never like to take joy in someone's suffering or someone's shortcomings, but when it's Aaron Rodgers, it's different because he just won't – he won't take any blame for it, and it's so, so annoying. Did you see kind of like the backhanded, uh, I guess, the the subtle comment he made about – you know, playing like crap, and there's no reason he should have lost to a team like that. You know, essentially saying the Lions are garbage. You know, and and you know what? I mean, I saw the uh, the locker room break, uh, the locker room. Uh, you know, on YouTube they had uh, the locker room celebration stuff like that. Good for them. The Lions uh, put some hype behind them. You know, Auburn Pleasant being let go. I figured the defense would probably kind of put something together, you know, not like that against Aaron Rodgers, but I heard they they held a team meeting, just the defense, uh, no coaches right before the game. Uh, pretty much, I, I think they've already had one this this season, maybe the entire team, but the defense really came together. Uh, you know, who's to say, you know, because the the game ball went to Aaron Glenn, you know, who's to say that, as, as some people said, scapegoat, you know, who's to say he really wasn't, really kind of screwing the team by yeah. making his players go away from the game playing different things. Granted, this is just one game, but you're you're talking against Aaron Rodgers. You know, the scheme looked pretty good. We got three interceptions, although uh, Rodgers did did give uh, Aiden Hutch some crap saying that uh, it was a gimme. So he, he said that was a gimme interception. But uh, we'll take them. overall, like, I know that's, uh, again, just one game. But uh, did you look at it through that lens? Did you kind of think about that, like, you know, maybe we were really kind of shooting ourselves in the foot and, and Pleasant was really one to blame, not about the whole situation, but, you know, some things and that we're kind of correcting those things. I saw Derek Barnes played really well. Um, but did, did you think about that defensively as the way that defense stood or was it just more so, hey, we kind of let one of our guys go. Everybody's kind of chopping black, so we kind of really got to put it together. Yeah, I, I thought about it a little bit because, you know, like you mentioned, we threw around the scapegoat label quite a bit in last week's episode. And and I even said if he was our scapegoat, then I wasn't mad about it because our secondary was getting torched. And 
I mean, like you said, here here we are this week against the Packers, Aaron Rodgers of all people. We get three interceptions, hold them to nine points. I mean, it's just tough. You don't know which way to look at it. Either you either go, okay, he wasn't a scapegoat. He was the correct firing. He was what was the issue, and we fixed the issue, and we can expect our defense to play elite going forward. Or it could be, like you said, where they it just kind of lit a fire under their ass, where they're like, yeah. all right, they let go one of our guys. We need to step up our our, our stuff here, and, and they got going. And maybe that was it. I don't know. I guess, well, I guess we'll see this weekend, see if they can yeah. put together back-to-back performances. But, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I thought about it a little bit. What was your takeaway? Because, I mean, if you think about it from Aubrey Pleasant's point of view, he's sitting on the couch watching the game, wherever he is, probably keeping tabs on the game going, shit, man, like, they're doing this. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you kind of – I mean, I thought, you know, there's two things. Like I said, it was just the two points that I made, you know. The defense players pulled together, had a meeting, so they knew the, the situation behind it. Like, hey, we got to fix this. Not that we're going to go to the Super Bowl or playoffs anytime soon, but – but we need to figure something out or there's more opportunities for people to go. But I also kind of wondered, you know, like, was there within the secondary some issues? I mean, we're, we're I feel like every game, I mean, it's, it, it's never the same guys back there. And it, it's constant. I mean, I think every play, every defensive back has played, uh, you know, a significant role this season, whether good, bad, or indifferent. But I feel like there hasn't been a starting I mean, I, I'll just say starting four between your your two high safeties and your and your single arm and your individual corners. There, I don't think there's been a starting. You know, we're, we're talking. Uh, you know, what last year's rookie? I can't even pronounce his name. Afatuda or whatever uh, the the guy at uh, um, uh, UConn. Um, yeah. He's hurt again this year. You know, he played I think a few snaps. A few snaps last year. He's hurt. Will Harris. I, I give it to him. I think he played pretty decent. Um, this game, so I, I can definitely give props to somebody that I've been riding all season. Uh, Akuda continues to to do well. I think he kind of had an, he did have. I felt like he had an off game, uh, but his off game was, you know, compared to the rest of the league, not not bad. That just shows how good he really is. Um, again, Kirby Joseph stepped in. You know, amazing tons of hype around here. Everybody's talking about him. You'd like to see that continue on through the season. Um, but but overall, I I think you know the the defense, defense. played well. We got a little yeah, push yeah. past out playing good, so a lot of a lot defense. of rookie support, which you're going to expect. Did it did it surprise you? Because because one of the things that stuck out to me while I was watching the game was how good the run defense was. Like Aaron Jones couldn't do anything, and he was getting stuffed every like almost two of every three plays, and I, I was good. just like, wow. Yeah, good design blitzes, uh, good calls. I, th- I mean, I-, I feel like in past though, like, and I'm not going back to like the Sioux years, but like we've always had a. I mean, that was dominant then, but I always feel like we always had those stands where I mean, the big were, were the fourth down stands. You know that that that's huge. Um, you know, on the flip side, you know, I guess not to get away from the defense, but I, I thought they they did they did great. That was a great run defense. We, you know. You know, uh, Rogers got ba- I mean, uh, Jones got banged up a little bit, but but there was a lot of plays where Dylan Dylan's a freight train of a running back. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of plays where I mean, our DBs got low and they just laid the hammer on him, or they just didn't let they essentially did not let you get run over the, run over him. So, and and it was good to see Jerry Jacobs come back. I know he was only supposed to play a few snaps, but he was pressed into duty. Uh, the seatbelt gang there, um, but. Uh, in general, I mean, he he looked good. It, it's nice to have that little 
shot, you know, in the leg, get back. But, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just interesting because, you know, going back to what I was just going to say is, you know, what's your take? I, I kind of said this last week, you know, you, you got a new coach, you're kind of doing everything you can getting all the calls out of the way this season. Cause you know, you're not going to win trying everything, but you know, you're at home, you have a great drive. The first drive of the game, you go down and you go for it on fourth down immediately and you miss it rather than put the points on the board. Is that something where, you know, whether you're a Campbell fan or not, you kind of are kind of getting annoyed with it. Would you rather just see the point? You're okay with it this year. I'm annoyed with it. Um, I think you might've brought this. I think you brought it up last week on the episode and, and then they go down first drive here and they go for it. I'm like, I mean, luckily it didn't matter in the end, but that is all I could think of when Aaron Rodgers is driving down at the end where you got that feeling in your stomach. You know, well, that's what I was going to say. Where, okay, yeah. going to win. So, yeah. If we have if those two points, field, up, it's no it doesn't deal. even matter. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I could think about in the last. I was like, if we were just going to kick this field goal in the first drive of the. So, I, I, I don't know, man. I do. I will say, I do like when, when on the PAT, when, when we took a penalty and then we decided to go for two, I liked that move. Yeah, that was I, I do. He's very aggressive, and and like I said, hopefully it's just one of those things that he's trying to get out of the way this year to see what works. You know, this year compared to next year, it's totally different. But you can you scheme things up. But yeah. we, we've been very open to doing different things, you know, and, and I like that. But to the extent where that first drive, you're at home against the Packers. You usually play the Packers good. It's Aaron Rodgers. You need all the points you can. We're like you said on that last drive. If the Packers are driving, it wouldn't even matter. Who cares? They would essentially had to go down, score, and then they would have to kick an onside kick and get the ball back. Where instead, we're we're potentially talking about a loss. You know, so so those are kind of the goods, the bads, the takeaways. But um, receiving core. I don't think we've really touched on this. Obviously, we got St. Brown. He's always going to be there. He, he's been consistent. Love that guy. He's 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 really kind of your unorthodox number one because he's a slot receiver. A lot of the outside receivers are your number one receiver. Uh, you know, Raymond's played well in, in spot duty. DJ Shark, I think his time with Detroit is, is done. You know, he's got one of those nagging uh, ankle injuries. He did nothing wrong. It's just this has been his career. Um, you know, Quentin Cephas, I, I I don't even know at this point what that I, – I know he's hurt. I don't even know. I saw Tom Kennedy siding this week. Um you know, and then and then we talk about our uh, our tight ends. We get rid of Hawk. You know, your yeah, Hawk had it. I think he had like seven catches for seventy or eighty yards with Minnesota. But here we are. We got your two rookie tight ends. They scored the two touchdowns of the game. So, um, you know, every everything in this game, talking about Victory Thursday, where we're at today against the Green Bay Packers, kind of aligned itself really well because here you are. You're beating the Packers. You're beating Aaron Rodgers. You trade your number one. Uh, tight end and both of the backup tight ends score your touchdowns and then you know I mean just everything kind of fell into place so there's a lot to be excited about um I one thing that I want to ask you about and, and I'm I've kind of started started dissecting this today and maybe I'm just looking into this is uh, the whole Swift situation mm-hmm. um the way I've always seen it is yeah, they they can rush people back. I, I get it. People do that, but but I would think that when you're coming back and you're trying and you're testing things in pregames, you, you're good enough to where you feel good, where you should be able to play, take some hits and stuff like that. Which he which he is, but his snap count he, last week his snap count was higher than this past week. Do you think maybe internally there's something going on? It, nobody said anything. I'm just speculating. I I don't know, 
Uh, or are they just really trying to, to save his reps because Williams has played well? I mean, have you thought much about that? Have you really – because I'm wondering what the hell's going on. I mean, yeah. unless he's really that banged up and just feels he has to be on the field. Yeah, I haven't um, – to be honest, until you just said it, I, I didn't really notice. But now that you say it, I know what you mean because cause there are times when I'm watching the game where I'm like, you know, it seems like we're getting a little bit more of, of Williams than I would have thought. But I really don't think about it any further than that, right? I'm like, maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention and Swift's been out there every other down. I don't know. But, look, I mean, they could be – he could be trying to adopt, like you said – I'm I'm very much on this train that he's trying just whatever this year, you know, because he's kind of got, you know, maybe they said, you know, you've got two years no matter what, you know. Obviously, we give you this contract as a coach, and and we expect you to coach the whole the whole length of the contract. But no matter what, you're not getting fired after year one. Try whatever you want, type of deal, you know. And so maybe he's, maybe he's trying a little running back by committee. Um, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about the because you talked about not rushing guys back and, and getting injured and stuff like that. I always think about the turf. Um, even yeah. one of the Packers guys, I don't remember which guy said it, but he said something about um, – because they lost a player to uh, a turf-related injury in this game. Against well, were, I know Rashawn Gary tore his ACL. I don't know if that's what it was. He was defensive line. Yeah, line. okay, yeah. might have been might have been referencing that. And, and there was a high ankle sprain too, but I didn't know what they were from. So I would be interested to see now, now that you brought that up, I would be interested, interested to see – if Swift gets more carries on grass fields than he does turf fields. So we're going to be playing in in uh, Chicago, Soldier Field, which is grass, this week, this weekend. So yeah, you, uh, yeah, I'm thinking I, his snap count might go up. Yes, and that's funny because you have talked about that in, in previous episodes about injuries because we've talked about our training staff, different things. So so that is something, uh, you know, like I said, not, not splitting hairs, not speculating, but those are kind I'll of see. things from the outside looking in, we as fans – uh, can, can can I kind of look at and kind of break down? So, but uh, anything else you want to want to talk about on the game? I feel like we've talked about some pros, some cons. Anything that I missed that was, I mean, like I said, Hutch had a great game. Uh, you know, I feel like the rookies are really contributing. Derek Barnes, you know, his second year, I feel like he's taking he took huge steps this past, this past game. But I mean, literally, that's what that's what you like to see in a team that's maybe this bad you get your rookies and your, and your second year players really, really contributing because then you can know, okay, we're going to continue to build around this. So, so anything yeah. that I missed or anything you want to talk about? I mean, well, John, I, I, you talk about giving it all to, um, you know, um, and, and I saw the locker room at the end of the game too. Um, and, and you can see very visibly how, how emotional Dan Campbell is about the, the win. But he's always – been like this and I, I say always knowing that like we only have two wins you know but when things go right he gets emotional you know because he care you know he's got, he's got passion he's got passion for the game he loves the team loves the guys and whatnot yeah. but but my question is at what point do we do we have to bridge or we have to take that extra step where we're not getting emotional about wins you know we're expecting wins well How i think does the, that take because well that's kind of what um you know, AG said, you know, it felt good. Yeah, but yeah. we should get to the point where we we expect this. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. I I, I, I agree hundred percent on that. I feel a hundred percent on that because, you know, also in his pressers, again, I talked about last week. He's kind of like, oh, gee, golly, like, you know, he said, man, I'm exhausted. I just want to go home and drink a beer. Like in the beginning, that stuff's like fun, you know, but like 
I, I agree. Like, all right, at this point, like, I know your personality. I get it. it, it it's probably very real, very raw. But to be a head coach, and, and this is not what's making him a bad coach by any means, but to be a head coach is like, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, all right, maybe we just got to go a different route. You know, yeah. the emotion, I get it. I like it. That's why the players like him. But, you know, it, it is. It's something that is it, – it's kind of like the fourth down stuff. It's like, okay, now it should be just an expectation to let's let's do what – you know, you don't want to be like the rest of the league, but let's handle ourselves like the rest of the coaches in the yeah, league. So. Yeah. At least for the most part, anyway. So, but uh, anyways, moving on, we'll get into our Red Wings update that we like to to throw out here every week. Gonna have to get a sponsor segment here for you for you, Zach. But this is where I definitely defer everything to Zach. Zach is the Wings expert, uh, all the way down to the what do we got the the teeny boppers when they come into the league. You know them all. You can pronounce their names where I can't do it. So, (laughs) but uh, overall, we uh, Zach tweeted a a graphic, uh, I believe today. And then an hour later, I tweeted the same damn graphic because I wasn't paying attention. So, <laughs> so uh, either way, Zach, how we, how we, obviously, I know how, how we feeling about the Wings again after this past week. We got like we talked about a big uh, game against the Rangers coming up as well after that win. But overall, second in the stands behind the Bruins. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, man. And I, I said this last week too, where every time you ask me how the Wings are doing, I'm going to have, a, <laughs> I'm going to be flip flopping back and forth. Oh, we, yeah. Which I'm last, <laughs> last week we were coming off an eight to three loss to the Sabres. And I was like, this team is garbage. We're not playing like a playoff team. What are we doing? You know, then they have a big week. We beat the Capitals, beat the Capitals three to one. We blanked the Islanders three, nothing. Huso gets his second shutout of the year, which leads or is tied for the lead in the league. Um, and we beat the Rangers, come back against the Rangers three, two in overtime. That was huge. Cause we were down two nothing in that game. Um, and then we dropped one to the uh, Canadians, I think, last night. Yeah, they played last night because I couldn't watch that one because I was at the Bolts game. But I saw that they dropped that one in a uh, – it's either OT or shootout. But, so uh, we still got a point out of that, though. So we, so we can pick up a point in all four games since we last recorded. Um, been a huge week for the Wings. Uh, like you said, tied for second in the division. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that is a playoff spot. So we are playing like a playoff team again here. Um, but – I know you'll be right here next week asking me the same question, Mike, and I don't know. I don't know Absolutely. if we'll still be playing like a playoff team. Well, I mean, but it, there's a lot of things that go into that, and those are things that, again, not to say, hey, we've talked about this, but we've talked about, and I've talked about it last year, you know, the goalie play. What what are we doing with goalies? What do we have to worry about? And and we're getting some some really, really great play out of these goalies. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if a lot of that has to do with – the defense being a little more shored up than it was previously um, or how much of it has to do with Lalonde's Derek Lalonde's coaching defensive schemes. You know, I know it can be, it can be an, an effect for, for goalies just depending on what they see in front of them, what kind of guys create or don't create traffic in front of them defense wise, um, especially on a penalty kill. All of that may be going into it. I don't really know until we ask those hard-hitting questions to the goalies, yeah. I would think. But, I mean, we'll see. Like you said, right now, goaltending has been great. Nope. I, I, the big test coming up this next week is the, the trip in uh, in California. I think I think we've got we got the one game against the Rangers, and then we go and we play like the – I don't know in what order, but it's the Ducks, Sharks, and Kings trio. Yeah, and I think the only thing that might be in our favor there is that we've got young players. I don't think that the time difference 
has as much of an effect on young guys as it does older guys, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be a tough test. So, uh, you know, with that being said, obviously going through those time zones, you know, is there, and this is really just me not, not knowing, has there been in hockey? I know, you know, that's a very physical sport, you know, people take their lumps. We've talked about Bertuzzi in the past, so, you know, him coming back at different things. Um, are there a lot of transactions week to week or like trip to trip where you see players go up and down injuries, people falling, or is a hockey roster pretty well shored up um, for the most part? I mean, is there, is there, I guess. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more more so for the viewers at home in, in your take. Yeah. If somebody's really struggling, is there a lot of like baseball sending somebody down, kind of clean them up, develop them, bring them up? Or is it just more so just kind of put them on a different line, do different things? Yeah. I mean, those, those switch lines up. That's a good point. Um, if you're, if you're a fully healthy team, yeah, you'll see healthy scratches. People that are struggling. Um, I mean, for, for the, for the hockey fans, I know who John Tortorella is. He, he's a, He's he's a coach who's infamous for benching guy. Literally, he'll bench a guy for a game. He'll healthy he'll healthy scratch a star player if he thinks that player is not playing hard enough. Um, it, it'll happen. But a lot of times, I mean, with the Red Wings right now, we're so banged up that you're 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 playing everybody that you can play. Um, but like you said, they, they they might shift the lines around a little bit. You know, they'll shorten the bench if you're not if you're not. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question though. On like, if some guys travel better than others. So if you go on a trip like this out to California or if you're going up to Canada where you're going through the, the Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver gauntlet, maybe some guys sit that out because they just don't travel as well. I don't know. That I might, and I, might and I know that's not that's not like a fair question to ask you. But, I mean, basically, if, if you're looking at that, because like you said, you know, whether it's a seasoned vet or like a young kid, you know, who, who knows what their their mentality of the trip and everything is like. But, uh, yeah. but, but you know, with that, I, I do ask you this every week. I mean – from past last week's episode, we've like you said, we've touched on. We, we had the Rangers game. We had some wins. You know, in this past week, is there somebody that maybe is still on fire from last week, or somebody that's really stepped up this week that that you felt like has taken the leap this week that you haven't seen in the past? Well, we're still on the the um, Raymond train, right? I, I dogged saying. two episodes ago. I dogged Lucas Raymond because he wasn't on the score sheet. Then he scored two goals. Um, in the wild game, which was before last yeah. week's episode, and he scored three more since. So he's got five goals now. He's rocking and rolling. We love to see that. Um, Larkin and Kubalik still leading the way points wise. So I think you know. Obviously, we've talked about Larkin's leadership almost every episode uh, on the show. 
Um, and, and we are very much our Larkin guys here at, at, at Motor City Realist. Uh, but Kubelik's really, really stepping into his own. Um, it's nice to see he coming from, he came from the Blackhawks. I don't know if he played on a team between the Blackhawks and the, uh, the wings, but it's nice to see an ex Blackhawk, you know, succeeding with the wings, loves playing here, loves playing with the guys, probably likes it a lot better in Chicago. I mean, who wouldn't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, this, uh, I mean, it's been kind of a slow start for Sire and I've kind of, because he is such a key piece to defense and he does so much more than in the stat sheet shows, but you know, no goals yet, five assists. You, you'd think he'd be a little bit more involved in the offense, but, but I mean, look, we're like, like we said, we're second in the, in the division. We can't really complain about much. We can just, just hope and, that these uh, guys keep getting better. You know, we don't want to. No, go ahead. And and we we recently th- this past week, uh, the Wings honored the what what uh, championship team was? Oh, that? that's what right. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, they did them back to back. It was nine. It was ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety eight. That's what I thought. I think so. Everyone was obviously there, and th- that's a game you can't lose. You know, with, with everybody right, being yeah, there, yeah. they might have. And, I, and I don't know do you. Do you follow um, uh, Darren McCarthy? Like anything that he does, or I mean, the the no. dude's kind of like off the chain. Like I don't. Yeah, but yeah. No, I, guess, I, I, I see clips all the time, but I don't follow him. I gotta find it, but we actually have a belly up shirt autographed by him. Um, really, we met him, Blaine and I, and uh, he sent it like he wrote like a big thing about belly up, blah blah, like and and wrote. It. I gotta find <laughs> it. I gotta put it in a put it in a frame, dude. I gotta get it. Blaine's got it, so I have to get it from him. Right, but, he's uh, one guy I would not want to be around if like a situation got uncomfortable. Oh God, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what he would do. <laughs> but, but anyways, that is our uh, Red Wings update. Uh, a lot to talk about. Again, we've, we've talked about a lot to be happy about being as a Detroit fan. Uh, could get, I, I want to throw in there. We could get Busey back in about a week or so. Is that what they're saying? I was wondering. Yeah, possibly. They said, they said like this weekend's probably unrealistic, but like it's a possibility early next week. So, I mean, we'll see when we hop on here next week. We'll let you guys know yeah. if he's back. But uh, we'll, we'll jump into uh, the Pistons quickly here. I saw we got an extra win. Um, you know, Jaden and I. We, we were, we're, I like you say extra win. An like, extra like, win. We're, we're, we're pouring it on. But, I mean, that's kind of to, to be expected. But, but uh, again, we talk about rosters. And, and, and I feel like the, you know, not to be stupid, but these episodes are kind of like fit every week. You know, they follow each other. Because we always kind of talk about the same things every – you know, kind of here and there, but it's because, you know, weekly things are changing and we got that young roster, uh, you know, we got that, that starting five. Um, there's, there's different guys right now. We're losing to Boston. I mean, we're getting smoked by 16 to Boston. Actually to tell you the truth, we're three and eight. Jeez, man, I missed a game, but, um, but overall, I mean, a lot to be excited about there. Uh, uh, Jaden Ivy's got 18 points right now. We're in the third, uh, seven minutes left in the third. So a lot, actually he's got a double, double. He had a double, double the other night. He's already got 10 rebounds, five assists. Uh, Cade Cunningham, only two points. He's over six shooting from three point range and not to read right off. One for 11. Yes. Not, yeah. Not, not to read right off a script right here, but uh, I know you're not again, a huge basketball guy, but Killian Hayes has been a guy that we, we drafted. There's a lot of high hopes. I think he's from France. Um, You know, the, the fan base is like totally torn on this guy. Like, Going into the season, he was really working out hard. People were really like, oh, man, maybe he can really contribute. And now it's like, man, they need to take the minutes away from him. 
Um, but, uh, but overall, uh, you know, not a lot to say there. We're shooting uh, 36% right now, 20 from uh, three-point range. Um, so, yeah, not a lot to, not to say there. But uh, Jason Tatum's already got 21 points. Jalen Brown, 17. Uh, a tough team there in Boston. But, um, but overall, uh, I did not see that, deep. like, as far as second-year players go, um, Cade Cunningham leads in points per game and assists yes. per game. Yes, and, and actually the, there was – I saw some th- things because they always went back and forth between uh, him and Green for Houston, you know, what what was the real number one pick. And and everyone's saying, like, if you're not a Houston fan, the consensus is, is Kane Cunningham was essentially a home run pick. So, so uh, you know, a lot to – to look forward to, I actually tell you, I was just talking to my wife. I was like, man, I, I want to get up to, to Detroit, you know, this time of year where I can get to, I, I still haven't been to little Caesars. Got to yeah, get up there. Um, you know, there's whether our teams are, are good or not, they're young, they're exciting. At least, you know, you're going to enjoy what you're doing. And, and right now is definitely the time to catch a wings game. So, um, but yeah, overall, um, uh, a lot again to, to be excited about to to be a Lions, Pistons, Cat or Cavs. Jeez, oh, please, I'm talking about Cavs because I just saw an update on LeBron. They were talking about LeBron. Not to get too far here, but uh, LeBron losing to the Cavs the other night, and him just you know, could you imagine like him thinking to himself like, you know, the Cavs are where they're at right now, and yeah, right, uh, the Lakers have two wins. So, uh, but yes, uh, anyways, <laughs> so um. I guess getting getting back to to football here, um, I know we kind of bounce around at this point because we talked about our, our sports and stuff like that, our different sports. But uh, getting back to football, have you seen many mock mock drafts? Um, and and with that being said, I'm transitioning here slightly, or, or I guess lightly, because I really want to talk about. We talk about it every week, but I really really want to dive into the Detroit Lion fan base on Twitter. Have you seen any mock drafts? Have you seen essentially what the win for the Packers did to this fan base? No, no, I actually have not seen. I mean, it. there is le- there is legit fans that were pissed that we won because it took us from the number one pick to like the number five pick. I oh, mean, like pissed, like straight up pissed, like not it, even fans. I, I was gonna send you stuff, and I'm just thinking to myself, like I just I can't, and and you know. I, I'm one of those, you know, in the account, like I want to fire back, but I don't want to, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm just trying to be real. I mean, not to be stupid, but like everyone is Bryce Young, you know, Uh, uh, Stroud, I I get it. You know, there's tons of talent. I'm not a huge component of that. I still think we hold firm on, especially if if we're going to be drafting in the the five to 10 range, you know, I still think we're going to hold firm to, uh, you know, we're going to have to go defense. There's some defense tackles. I don't know. I I don't feel like this draft is really all that loaded, Um, but I am also not a draft guy. Uh, You know, I I look at it uh, about a month before really dive in. Obviously I know the the big prospects, but I just don't feel like they're good fits right now. I'm still on the golf train. And when I mean the golf train, I mean he's getting paid, he's young, he's going to be the quarterback. Uh, we're still scoring points outside of last week. You know, we've, we still haven't even seen Williams yet. Williamson, uh, Williams, I'm sorry. And uh, they're saying that he's going to come back in December. At least Campbell is kind of alluding to. I want to see them shore up the defense. I've talked about this before. But the, the fan base, let me, let me, I, I was going to send these to you, but. I just like, I don't know, like the people that 
that do the like they just tweet and it's got to be like late teens early 20s because these kids are like so off the off their rocker about what they tweet like i said one was pissed about going from you know winning we should have we should have you know lost that game yada 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 one was saying that you know oh we've got ben johnson ben johnson is going to be somebody that's going to be a quarterback whisperer and i'm like like i'm talking to these people on twitter like hey we don't they're talking about hey we can take it we can take these young guys we're going to develop them i said we don't have anybody that's going to develop these players like well ben johnson's good yeah he's good as an offense coordinator in one year i said but nobody says he's a quarterback whisperer you know we got mark brunell nobody like this 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 fan base is so delusional this and and it it pains me to say this because i'm supposed to be on your side I'm supposed to be yeah. in your camp. I'm supposed to support you, but I can't do it. This Lions fan base is so – I can't wait till our Twitter gets going because I, I want to post some polls where I really want to see, you know, are, are you really pissed that we we beat the we beat the Packers because we got some draft picks? Or, did, or do you, are you on cloud nine right now because you finally won the game and it was against the Packers? You know, that's yeah. one of the things that I want to see. Like, Zach, I don't know how much you do scrolling through there, but it – I feel like I gotta take myself take a time out on Twitter, you know. Like sometimes these guys just 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 drive me nuts. Yeah, uh, if if you're spending time, like I only imagine how much your head hurt. Like if I log into our our Motor City Realist Twitter and I start scrolling, bro, I can last probably ninety seconds before I I'm like I've seen way too many stupid things being said. I don't know how you you beat the Packers. And are upset about it. You cannot be alive. Like, look, we win nothing ever. And, and when we finally beat our biggest rival and the most hated man in the NFL, we're going to be pissed about it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I just, that's what I'm just kind of looking Kev, at. Oh, look, at, look at, Kev says it's not just us. He says it's not just Lions fans, at least. It's football fans in general. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I can, I can I understand yeah, that. I don't disagree. But I feel that. like... We've we've been losing for so long. Why are you going to be mad that you're winning? That that's one thing I don't understand. Like, like I'm telling you right now, we had we had Ryan on not too long ago talk about the Jets. I feel like the Lions are almost are completely following that script because they just the Jets had a, a haul in the draft last year. They put tons of talent on that team. They're still not where they need to be, but don't get me wrong, they just beat the Bills. So yeah. don't get me wrong, and I feel like. That is our this year going into the draft. This year, tons of picks. We're going to try to get as much as we can out of this draft. We've got a young core that's good. Jared Goff is still the quarterback. Uh, the offensive line is top five in the entire league. You know, that's one thing that people don't say, people don't talk about is, yeah, Goff makes uh, mistakes. I totally understand. But I think he's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the league. And then you're looking at uh, old, old Matty Stafford, which uh, th- there's a – I don't know if you saw this pop up today, which this this stuff blows my mind too. Is Matt Stafford is now in concussion protocol, and I didn't read it all. You know, they're saying there's a very real chance that. that he could miss the game, but you know, you're talking Wednesday, and you know what? To tell you the truth, did I Zach? You've never corrected me. I just realized we're on Wednesday. I keep saying Victory Thursday. Oh yeah, you said it earlier, but jeez, everyone oh, knows, man. Oh, yeah. no, no. By the time, well, actually, it'll be Thursday next week when this uh, episode gets released. So, <laughs> no, but, but, but either way, uh, they're saying he's in concussion protocol, but th- those things like, you know, Stafford, I think has been sacked the most in the league or him and Burrow or something like that. 
But uh, and that's another thing. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, but his offensive lineman is atrocious, and he's got absolutely nowhere to go. And the first thing he's going to do when someone's running at him is sit on the ground. Because I love those guys when they know they're going to take a sack, they just like flop on the ground because they're just so old. Yeah, yeah. Brutal, Here's the but. difference, man: is none of these quarterbacks that you listed will ever bl- like publicly blame other people on their team, and that's what Aaron Rodgers does, and that's why he's a human piece of garbage. That's why he's a goon, and that's why we here just. He just drives us nuts, and and you know, like I said, and then he takes those subtle shots at the Lions. Like, okay, I yeah. get it. And he that's, doesn't that's care what he doesn't care what we think. He said he doesn't <clears> care <throat> what the media thinks. So, but I also don't care what he thinks. So, and, and I, I feel like, ways, you know. I, I mean, I know he's famous and whatever. He's got money, but like, I just never understand some of these people who they date and who they're with, and it's just like you know, like Aaron Andrews. I still go back to that. Like, she was like literally. Like they were a thing for a long time, you know. Like what? Like, well, I don't even. What I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> I look at him, put his helmet on, and I just see like the real frail pieces of hair like flip out that he like got all. Yeah, man, back. he's just he's just a gross, toxic. Like he's so like slime ball. <laughs> like he, he's I don't know, man. I feel like he smells like a charcuterie board, you know. <laughs> like that's Can probably you what describe. He can you describe how charcuterie board smells? You know, man, it's like it's like you got all the the, the weird sausages and the meats and the, and the the stinky cheeses and all the olives and like it tastes really good. Like like he's a good quarterback, right? And you like what he puts out of the field, but like if you went up and smelled it, you'd be like, mm, I don't think I want to smell that again. That that's what I think Aaron Rodgers is. <laughs> oh man! So uh, before before we get out of here tonight, let's uh. Let's quickly talk about uh, going into Soldier Field, uh, Chicago. Yeah. I think Detroit is getting two points or something like that, which is actually surprising. It's it's based off of where you're at, where you're betting. It's it's pretty much even almost. I mean, Detroit's showing a little bit. Um, Fields the past couple of games is, is lighting the world on fire. We've always had those. Uh, <laughs> yes, there you go, Kevin, with the comment through YouTube. Uh, Aaron Rodgers tastes really good, Zach Mack. That's by him. So, uh, but yeah, but uh, Justin Fields playing great. The offense is starting to go in. Um, you know, I still look at this game as even though Chicago is kind of getting on track, I feel like our momentum, momentum should carry over. Hopefully, Joseph will be able to play. Our is still outside our secondary, uh, you know, getting people back uh, healthy and stuff like that. So, I, I, I'm going to say that. Our offense gets back on track. I think I predicted 27 or 24 points last week, fell short of that. I, I think we get back on track. I, I'm, I'm thinking like 23 to 21. I, I do think this is going to be close. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, 23 points is getting back on track, but, you know, after a 15-point game, I, I'm hoping there's no fourth fourth and whatever and we go for it. I'm hoping we take the points. But but I'm I'm, again, going on the road saying that we should beat the Chicago team even with the way Fields is playing, because on paper there's just not much around them. They got rid of Roquan Smith. Their their running game, uh, both those running backs are, are are good running backs. But like you said, you know, hopefully that defensive line can carry over that. Uh, pass, I mean that uh, uh, rushing attack. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you. Um, I think the only way that we lose is if it's like a rainy. I don't know what the forecast is like, but if it's like raining, sloppy, and and like running ball is the only thing that. Either yeah. team could do. I, they're probably gonna just eventually kick our shit in. But, but I'm gonna give us. I'm gonna give us a 21-13 victory. 
um, 21 because I have learned now that we don't kick field goals. So we're just going to stick with 21. And uh, we'll say – I'll say that the uh, the Bears miss an extra point or something. So 21-13, um, like you said, I think we stick with stifling the run game. Um, I, it definitely won't be as easy as it was against the Packers because um, the Bears at least at one point had the best rush offense. I don't know if they still do, but point being is their, their rushing offense is very, very strong. So um, – but I look for our, our rushing defense to, to, to stay tough and and stifle that a little bit. Um, and yeah, see if we can get, see if we can pull out a a victory at Soldier Field. And if the Packers lose to the Cowboys, which I'm pretty sure they will, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be in second place again. <laughs> and with that being said, we are going to count uh, Swift's reps to see how That's they right. are in that grass as That's opposed right. to uh, opposed to the turf. That is a great point by Zach there. So. But, uh, Zach, again, uh, before we head out of here, I, I know I just mentioned that we usually go to a roundtable topics. Um, anything that's going on in the world, sports-related, uh, politics, we, we always say we don't really talk, John. We kind of poke fun of it. Uh, anything going on in your realm, your end of the, end of the world that uh, you just want to touch on? Uh, yes, sir. I want to point out that uh, we are fresh off of a Alabama loss and a Clemson loss. Is Kevin um, still in the comments? No, he left, unfortunately. But um, – they round out nine and ten. In my oh so humble opinion, I don't think either of them should be in the top ten. But here we are. Alabama sits at nine. Clemson sits at ten in the playoff rankings. But in all likelihood, neither of them, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be in the playoff when it's all said and done. However, your Buckeyes will be. And, yeah, it's uh, Michigan also slotted in there. Well, it's, it's funny because I saw a comment that was very funny to me because it said. This playoff is is setting up to be. It could essentially be Ohio State versus uh, uh, Michigan in the playoffs. And I'm thinking to myself, like, do you not realize the last game of the season they play each other? Yeah. One of them's gonna <laughs> knock each other off. Like this was like a an analyst. I'm just like, well, I mean, people get paid to do this stuff. Like, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, uh, Michigan's looking great. Uh, probably the best rushing uh, attack in the the uh, you know all of football. Um, Ohio State's kind of uh, had flashes uh, again. I'm Stroud as an athlete. I I think he is like. We're, this is this is where people probably look at me like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Because I'm a Lions fan and a, and a and a Ohio State fan. But um, you know, Stroud is very much like golf, not nowhere near mobility stuff like that. But I mean, they they can win you some games, but they can also make some really boneheaded plays, and that's where he kind of is, and he kind of. You know, but I mean, granted, we're still winning. We got a good uh, Ohio State's got a good running attack. So yeah, November uh, I believe twenty sixth. Uh, really looking forward to that game. Uh, you know, Georgia looks tough. Georgia looks tough. Um, I didn't think Tennessee was going to win by any means. Um, you know, I, I've they've they had a great run. You know, that's good. But TCU jumping in at number four, I feel like really, really, uh, I really do feel like. Georgia being as tough as they are, they got tons of weapons. Uh, you know, I think Georgia, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan would be your best bet. Yeah. Uh, depending on what happens. Obviously, I want to want to see Ohio State here, but uh, you know, I would I would like to see either uh, Big Ten team really kind of put it to them, but but we'll see. Yeah, that's a that's a good call out there because uh Michigan's looking good this year. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be easy to see how that shakes out down the uh, down the stretch. But um, but yes, in my uh, my topic here, you know, I uh, I'm not not to talk about it again two weeks in a row, but 
Elon Musk's. Oh man, he's uh, this this guy is uh, shaking Twitter up. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard about Ball Sack Sports. Um, this is a huge Twitter following that has. It's one of those parody accounts, and they post just. I mean, they make great graphics. They they make make different things, and they've been featured on ESPN. They've been featured on uh, Fox. They've been featured on. I mean, they've literally been featured on everything for all the wrong reasons. They break fake no fake news. They're satire, and they literally have been on ESPN because of that. Oh, breaking news from this source, and it literally says Ballsack Sports, and it's like ESPN. I they got Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Well, Ballsack Sports paid the $8 a month to get verified. So now they are a verified account. They got the check mark. So it's going to be even that much worse. On the flip side, I do want to say something that is not good, which you kind of would expect this. Uh, You know, you know, Parker Ainsworth, uh, one of our, he's actually our hoops lead here at belly up a huge Rockets fan. He's very, uh, you know, he and I have had a lot of conversations. We're very uh, against the check mark for eight dollars a month because it, it essentially muddies the water for for real reliable sources. So he posted something in chat, and I just quickly looked at it, and it was it said the Pittsburgh Steelers verified account says we're very sad to announce that passing of Kenny Pickett. Our condolences are with Pickett family in this difficult time. It said picture of him, Kenny Pickett, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand twenty two. And I saw that, and it was a verified account. It said Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, yeah, be kidding me. Well, the handle on this is POTUS FDR nineteen eighteen. So basically, <laughs> they paid the eight dollars a month to get verified. Their handle is at POTUS, but their actual name is Pittsburgh Steelers verified account. So that, that I mean. I, I love Twitter. That's where I go to. Twitter is where I like to scroll, but I feel like I'm going to have to go to Facebook or something. And it pains me to say, you know, I'm not a Facebook guy by any means. I'm not an Instagram guy by any means, but I just feel like this is just, I mean, how can you be a billionaire for 44 billion and buy a company and be this stupid? Yeah, man. I saw, I saw building on top of that. I saw he was going to make it the algorithm difficult so that if you if you weren't verified like right if you decide you ba- your account gets buried basically yeah yeah so yeah, like your your tweets won't show up on people's timelines as often it's, it's crazy man he thinks this is a way he's taken over mom. i don't know uh, since he's taken over they've lost like i think a billion dollars a day or a week or something like that just based this off of is- things so He's he's doing this, which yeah, everyone's gonna pay eight dollars. But I mean, what about all those accounts that really are verified? Those, you know, I mean, it's just it, it's it's a sad day, at least for sports media, because on Twitter, that's one thing you really work for, you know, because you can be a reliable source. Although I do think there are some accounts that people get that verification for absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, now you got to so look at a little uh, official. It says a, it's a, be yeah. Now it says an official, official, official which yeah. I don't know. I just feel like. Twitter is about to shit the bed. Yeah. yeah. And I actually tell you the truth, we're not even live on Twitter tonight. That's why I told you. I was like, yeah, we need to do something else. So we're, yeah, so yeah. we're switching it up a little bit. But but it, it's just wild. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wild to think what's going on. But, uh, but yeah, uh, next week I'll, I'll have a different topic. I can't talk about must three weeks in a row. So that's why that's why we didn't go live on Twitter today is our boycott. Yeah, boycott. our boycott of Twitter, even though uh, this is our only forms of media because we don't have a Facebook or anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Zach, anything you want to add before we head out of here? 
No, man, no, man. That's it. I think we covered it all. We're looking for um, we're looking for a win in Soldier Field. We're looking for a good uh, good stretch in, out west for the Wings, and maybe the Pistons will pick up another extra win. Absolutely. So with that being said, Zach and I are both on the Lions this week, which rarely happens. We usually feel like we have to pick against each other just to even things out. So we're both on them. Uh, out there in Soldier Field, so excited to see this game. But we will see you guys all next week. Tune in here live on YouTube, Belly Up YouTube, uh, and we will, uh, like I said, see you next week. You guys all have a nice night. See you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 